Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Welcome back to RNG Show. It's the the fantasy uh, survivor podcast where we talk about survivor and fantasy all in one go. Can you believe it? Wait, wait. That's what we're here to talk about. This I thought we were here to talk about uh, close to the edge or whatever that other show is called. Not this time. Oh well. Uh, survivor season forty two. Uh, speaking of, before we go uh, any farther, I just want to let all you uh, listeners out there know that the, the following show will contain spoilers for episode two of Survivor, season 42. So if you want to get out now, uh, here's your chance. Uh, today we're going to uh, kind of talk over all the fun stuff that happened in uh, this week's episode and uh, consider some of the trades that may have happened uh, last episode and we Oof. might think a little bit more about what happens in the future because that's always kind of what I like to consider. Um, any, I guess before we start kind of like going sequentially, any big moments that like popped out to either of you two? Speaking of, uh, I guess before I continue to go further, uh, last episode I had Fred and Flying with me. Uh, I'm Toon. I am joined this this time by Soaring. Hello. And TB. Yo, 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 what's good? Uh, if you watched or listened to the draft episode, uh, you should know who they are. I know it's been two whole weeks since then, but uh, you know a lot happens really fast now. It feels a lot longer than that, honestly. Right? <laughs> True. Uh, okay. So yeah, b- big, big fun moments of the episode. Anything really stand out? Any people like especially notable in your memory? I thought like. The whole Taku tribe had like really good moments together. They they seem yeah. to be like the 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 biggest like family exactly uh, among the tribes that we have in the game right now. Yeah, I think for last episode, them being a little more like quiet because how much time was spent specifically with with Jackson in in Jackson's story. Uh, it yeah it kind of i guess surprised me how close so many of these people are or even if they're not necessarily like all the same it feels like a family in that they're all so different and i think that's kind of one of the coolest parts about survivor is being able to bring people who are entirely different from each other uh together like this but you know i'm not really sure we often see a lot of this early game like just people hanging on the beach Mm -hmm. not really you know doing too too much work you see that a lot late season where the merge tribe is you know there's a few alliances scattered here or there on the beach but here's just one small tribe and i think that might be in part due to the you know difference with having three smaller tribes mm-hmm. yeah especially you know they they're in kind of an interesting point because they they got put down to only having five people in their tribe uh because one person already went home but they didn't go to tribal yet. And I feel like that is notable because tribal in some way can either, uh, you know, bond the group by voting someone out or draw clear lines or, you know, it's just like a shared tra- traumatic experience. Uh, yeah. And they haven't had that. It's been much more of like a, a fun experience for them. So until now, yeah, until now, but we, we get to see some more of these natural sort of like unfoldings. Um, Marianne and herself is just such a, 
you know, expressive character, you know, no matter what, like she was going to have a presence, but uh, her interactions on this tribe are really interesting. And I think it's, I guess it's just really like nice and honest how uh, she's sort of portrayed where it's like, yes, like she's a ball of energy. She is so exciting to watch and to be around at times, but there is kind of a, a line or like a threshold that crosses at a ventral point where suddenly like you don't want to put up with all that energy all the time like some people just need that downtime and uh you know that can be a a weakness in the game uh and she is just on 100 percent of the time right from what we see for sure uh and who knows how long like that will last you know as they eat less and less food or maybe it will get you know a higher level of energy as kind of like a coping mechanism delirium sets in right (laughs) (laughs) but uh lots of fun with marianne whether it's just you know like telling stories in the sand or having like a giant bug crawl over her (laughs) Uh, and i i I really like the dynamic between jonathan and marianne as well yeah Uh, jonathan i think kind of kind of unexpected but yeah they are like a very wholesome duo when they're in like scenes together yeah I, i've been really i don't know just getting like a good feeling about jonathan he especially compared to everybody else on this season like he looks really like scary and intimidating in a way but <laughs> really he clearly has like a very kind heart and is there to mm-hmm. like make connections with people and the way we've seen him interact with marianne and with omar has been really touching in a way yeah um yeah, I one moment that I thought of uh, after watching the episode that I thought was interesting was like, at what point, like, are you like you know any of us like ever comfortable with like you know ha- like going up to another person and like pretending to pick bugs out of their hair and make monkey noises and pretending like to eat those <laughs> bugs? Like, I don't know if I'd ever be able to get to that point, especially within five days where I'm like doing that with somebody, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, maybe Learning that goes already back in. to the maybe <laughs> that goes back a little bit to the delirium factor. Right, uh, it's like it feels like it works for for him. It just feels yeah. like you know he it's not weird necessarily, or you know if it is, it's just in a fun way. So I think we haven't. I guess we've heard like some perspective from Jonathan, but I'd be curious to hear how much of his perspective is like. Um, a little bit like Tommy from season 39 where he is aware he's kind of like, you know, a bigger guy who has a potential to like, you know, do well in challenges and everything, but ultimately downplaying that in favor of building a strong social game. I think it would be interesting to see Jonathan take that approach though. I believe he has cited how much, uh, you know, he looks to kind of the challenge beasts of, uh, of old to kind of yeah. like emulate their game i think i think he was probably the one in the pregame press who said he wanted to set a new record for Im- individual immunity challenge wins yeah which we'll see if he even gets to individual immunity challenges right <laughs> waiting, just waiting for the season where one person wipes all of them <laughs> yeah that'll be the one for sure to, to see It'll yeah good one but yeah, John- Jonathan's looking good. I I feel like we can't talk about Taki without talking about Omar, who has been kind of at a really like central position in this tribe. And 
the kind of duo of Omar and Jonathan, I feel like has been very, uh, very like underlined, very bold in the episode mm-hmm. showing us like, Hey, this is an important group of people here. Like pay attention to them. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting. And yeah, yeah. kind of, it's re- very clear who's on the outs in this tribe. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of what we had of Ricard and Chantel last season where it felt like, they were the very obvious duo who was going to like succeed and go far into the game. And, you know, it was successful to a point. Right. But it's not like they were the final two or anything, you know, Ricard didn't even make it to the final three. So it's possible that these two are just like a, a good force in like the pre-merge in the early merge, but then they're eventually, you know, targeted because of that. It's kind of hard to know, with uh you know these these post 40 seasons how we're kind of doing things here yeah i'm just hoping that uh they don't have to go to tribal council for a while because things are gonna get really shooken up when if they have to go back before the merge yeah who do you think goes home if that happens, yeah. Definitely Lindsay, 100%. You think Lindsay, you think they won't Lindsay, just get of Marianne, even though she was kind of like the or, other target? I, I could see Lindsay, I could see any of them, actually, because there, there's merit to all of them. Yeah. Because uh, Jonathan is going to obviously be a threat in the post-merge. Mm-hmm. Um, Marianne, the social threat in the post-merge, as, as well as Omar, um... And then Lindsay, she's the threat of, like, going under the radar from her, like, current perspective in the game. Yeah, I, so, feel, like, I feel like Jonathan is going to want to keep Lindsay around, and the duo between Omar and Jonathan seems pretty tight. And I think Omar would probably have that read and would push to vote Marianne out, and yeah. I think that's kind of how it would go. I can't imagine Marianne uh, having the, the force or the sway to convince Jonathan and Lindsay to vote Omar out. Yeah, I feel Marianne's kind of along for the ride with this tribe and just going with the flow with whatever other people decide. Yeah. So if if she ends up on the chopping block, there's not much that she could do to swing things her way. Yeah, she's been like a a big character, but it is hard for me to see her like leading a a vote out or something or, you know, spreading seeds to swing the vote. The The way I think that like Marianne's position would be in this game would be as an extremely loyal number yeah exactly oh omar Omar and jonathan i think are people to kind of look out for uh kind of like going forward in the season that's i guess that's at least what they're kind of telegraphing to us yeah but how about idols 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 uh they're out there yeah they are all hayden uh, one was found. Uh, by Mike. Kind of unexpectedly, lost. yeah, by Mike. And and lost, yeah. yeah. And apparently uh, maybe lost again <laughs> coming up into the next episode, but we'll, oh, we'll have to wait and find out. Well, yeah, so Mike, Mike finds this idol. You know, we kind of already knew that we were doing this, you know, the beware idol and the three-way phrases and everything. Do, do you remember what... Mike's phrase, it was soccer, like, oh, this uh, soccer is so beautiful, it makes me want to cry, right? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. 
there, there's so much grace in a game of yes. soccer oh. that makes me want to cry. All right, and Mike's like, oh, I don't even like soccer, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's it sounds like he doesn't more he more than doesn't like soccer. He completely hates soccer oh. from what it sounds like. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I got that. It's like obviously if someone's like, oh man, Mike, what's your like? Who's your favorite soccer team? What's your favorite soccer player? Like, I I, I don't know any uh, answer there. I R- cannot, Real Madrid. <laughs> I could not answer the same. I get yeah. I guess I could say uh, Spain. Spain is uh, oh Brazil. Brazil got got soccer team uh, right. Yeah. But I could say oh you know I don't want like I'm not a big soccer fan. But, uh, you uh, know, the, the I, Greyhounds. I've seen a game. Like, I've seen a soccer game. And you know what? Like seeing the, the, the ball fly through the air, uh, you know, the, the athleticism on display there. Uh, it's, it's so graceful. Uh, you know, it makes me want to want to cry, Jeff. So so he takes like an alternative approach instead of like trying to fool his tribe uh, whenever he goes to say his phrase. Mm-hmm. He he like kind of hands off the power a little bit to discuss it with a few select members of his tribe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, whether, whether that's a smart idea or not, we will, uh, figure out in the future. Yeah. The footing here for Mike is definitely really interesting because it's, it's Daniel, right? Who's like, well, you know, I don't want Mike to have an idol. That's not good for, for my game. So there's either two ways to handle this. We either just vote Mike out, or we make sure he never says the phrase. Now, uh, obviously, it'd be a lot, you know, it'd be easy enough to vote Mike out, but I feel like it'd be hard to get him to not say the phrase if uh, he suspected that they were. If the other two people say it, right? If like two phrases oh, are said true. and like that he's too. in that Nasir moment, right? Where he like he could say it. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting now, though, is that with this sort of awareness is by not saying the phrase Mike can stop two other people from getting an idol. That is also true. So is that more worth it than him getting one? Right. Uh, Well, you guys got to also remember here that until your idol is activated, you do not have a vote. That's also true. Yeah. Which is part of why it's so easy to like get him out because he's kind of like in a position of helplessness. But I think if you're Daniel and if you're, uh, who was it, Chanel or Lydia that he was kind of like conspiring with, but it's like mm-hmm. if you can keep Mike around for now, Mike seems like someone who will play a relatively like little game. If you kind of keep him close and not necessarily like expect him to be indebted yeah. to you, but like you support him through his time of vulnerability, you know, it might be better off than just voting him out so he doesn't Yeah, have I an feel idol. like. Daniel has him kind of in his pocket now right because Daniel's the very analytical he 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 saw all seven trillion <laughs> Thanos yeah. uh, perspectives <laughs> and was like all right there there are two universes where this is yeah. incredible you know so he he knows exactly what he needs to do to string Mike along yeah, and I think this is good insight from Daniel too, especially after last episode, him being portrayed in a little more of like a goofy manner. Uh, he's really a lot more present here. Yeah. Also, we we lightly touched on this, but you know, in addition to you know getting rid of Mike's idol and keeping Mike from having an idol, if you do keep Mike from having an idol, you're also preventing 
two others from having an idol. So it's a lot of a bigger game than just what's immediately on your tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because especially if it takes them like most of the pre-merge to get there, then, uh, you know, suddenly you might be going to the merge where you have two other people who are probably not going to be aligned with you uh, who now have idols. The good thing, I guess, is that the more people and we kind of saw this last season the more people who are brought in on the the fact that there is a secret phrase that unlocks the power of the idol uh if you reveal like if you say that phrase you are revealing the fact that you have one of these idols but is it worth or that you, you know, have knowledge of it yeah or you have knowledge of it is it worth going through like you know so much of the merge trying to play around three people that, that have an idol who knows? Not not to mention, we still have the uh, the amulet that is floating around between High Drea and Lindsay. Right. Yeah. So they have to somehow form a like cross uh, a cross team alliance. Yeah. You think it's more likely they they work together and just use like the you know the extra vote, or that they immediately gun for each other to try and make their amulet turn into an idol? I think they got to be killing each other. <laughs> I feel like it. I, I don't know. Do you think they do it subtly or like they go to their alliance and be like, hey, okay, like day one, three of us, you know, how it took for us forever to come back from the challenge, how we we're covered in blood and mud, right? All that stuff. We we're actually, you know, getting this advantage. And if we can vote this person out, then that's going to be more power in my hands that I can use to support our alliance. I feel like that's. I think you a really need to have a super strong, trustworthy alliance if you're going to pull that strategy. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it, but the thing is, like, if your alliance votes you out for saying that, you just made people who aren't in your alliance stronger. True. 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 You could hold it over them like that. I'm just wondering if it's maybe just a better sell, like, to just make up any other strategy to get those people out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's easy enough to, you know, probably point out that. Maybe maybe these people aren't, you know, in with their tribe. They'd be an easy out. You could turn some other people. There's, I think just, I just think there's easier angles, at least initially when you get on the merge beach, than, all right, guys, here's my big secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about, uh, I know Mike read his thing about the soccer. Do, do you think his paper got the phrases for the other people, like, last season? Or do you think it's more of, like, a I... secret and you have to, like, guess when people say something weird? I think it probably has all three on it. Okay. Because I feel like it'd be fun if, like, you know, how Daniel knows now, right? If he just, like, said something that was, like, very specifically odd, you know? Yeah. To try and, like, bait people into saying their phrase. So it would well, reveal I mean, that, that who... would be interesting I, as well. I, I brought this up last season because they were, they were rehiding the idol or something like that last season. Yeah. If you remember. Because Brad got I, it. Right, and then he was voted out. Yeah. Uh, or not Prab was voted out, but somebody was voted out. And so the the phrase was already known. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, oh, he said this, and then these other people said this thing. So, so I, I'm very curious. Like, with everything being kind of open-ended on Vadi, I wonder if somebody else could say the secret phrase and then, uh, you know, throw other people off. Right. Or, you know, if someone's so bold as to be, like, you know, Daniel's like, hey, entire cast, you heard those three phrases they just said? 
all three of these people have idols now. We're going to vote our guy out. What are you going to do? That would be <laughs> nuts. <laughs> that, I, I think that would be a bad play, honestly. Yeah, of course, but good TV, Completely right? unhinged, <laughs> but yeah, good TV. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, we started the episode with, with like crabs. Jenny and uh, Chanel were like going after a crab. It's a pretty big crab, right? It was a yeah, like a hermit crab. Yeah, but they were trying to like wrap it up. In <laughs> it's like a, like a hermit one. crab the size of a football. <laughs> it wasn't that big, but it, it was still pretty big for a hermit crab. Yeah, uh, and then we got like a you know an interesting like human moment with High like struggling with being vegan versus like getting any sort of nutrition out here on the island. Uh, you know, I, I can kind of feel for that one, especially if it's something yeah. that you've been like holding to yourself, like as a big part of like your identity or your values and like needing to decide if you're going to sacrifice that. Um, I guess I feel like I can't speak too much for high, but I, I just understand it being a difficult situation to be put in though. Definitely one that I guess you have to be prepared for like going into the game. And I know like yeah. not having any rice was definitely like kind of something to uh, surprise him, but it's just like one of those things like what if you're you know 20 days into the game and you are like absolutely starving and jeff you know offers like some meat or something outback steakhouse (laughs) i i honestly think that would be really bad for high just for the fact that he'd probably get so sick yeah exactly i feel like i feel like survivor production needs to like offer some sort of alternative here or you know i was like back in the day when you had i guess we still have like underage people in terms of alcohol but it's like oh and sodas for will right it's like oh you know big steaks and you know a nice like eggplant bake for for high so or something like that you know yeah Mm -hmm. it just it'd be it'd be nice for them to be a little more accommodating in that way i mean instead of just being like oh sorry that high is I doubt High's the first, like, at least vegetarian to come on yeah, the show. I'm, I'm sure that they probably have something planned if yeah. they do have a reward and, along And also, lines. like, people got allergies. They've obviously disclosed these allergies yeah. to, to casting, so they, they do take dietary restrictions into consideration when they're, you know, planning the rewards yeah, and for sure. maybe the grains they give them. Right. I think one of the seasons, it was like uh, Amazon instead of rice because they were, you know, in uh, South America, they had like maize or something. Ma- mani- manioc? Or... Yeah, something, something. It was like very yellow. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Okay, well, uh, yeah, a lot about Taku. Taku was kind of like the main uh, kind of picture in the tribe here. We had an uh, interesting kind of revisit to uh, Ika before we get to the challenge, I believe, where... Uh, Tori and Swathi and Dre all get together and they're like, all right, let's get rid of Rocks Roy. Girls Alliance, here we go. And I was like, oh, I I think last episode I ended up talking a lot about like potential scenarios for Ika and I didn't even think about like an all girls alliance, maybe. Um, yeah. But then it was like very obvious when they kind of brought but, together. But then Dre but then it, <laughs> it immediately turned on Drea. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, hey, let's get rid of Drea. And Toy's like, what? Uh, so I'm in like <laughs> a sticky predicament this week because yeah. I'm considering trading Drea for Roxroy, oh. but it's a matter of like, it's a matter of 
which of these two avenues that they would be more likely to pursue and it's it's a hard choice yeah that's a that's a really interesting one especially because it is leaving drea on the table who has the amulet and the extra vote but if she gets voted out next episode you know it is it worth it technically drea has two extra votes right now yeah no 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 no, because the amulet has to be used right it has to be used together not an individual so never mind but she has an extra vote but in this tribe it's either going to I guess if if they vote for Roxroy, it would be the three women. If they voted for Drea, then it would be unanimous. Yeah. So it, an interesting sort of setup. I don't know which one would be more likely, and I guess it will, you know we'll have to kind of maybe revisit it when we get it to trades a little bit later on. But um, I think this tribe will be interesting to see if we go to tribal again. Though it does seem like it's definitely either Roxroy or Drea, but maybe someone just like totally self-destructs in the challenge. We have been getting these interesting scenes with like Romeo uh, just being like alone. Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe this, but like we, last episode we had like uh, Romeo like very pointlessly like whacking a piece of bamboo with a machete and just like not getting anything (laughs) productive done this episode we had a scene where like romeo is like pouring coconut water like all over himself trying to drink it and you know it's just not very flattering (laughs) i guess yeah so it's one of those things where you have to like be like why why are they showing us this is it just because like it's something funny they want to include it or is it because this is kind of like the narrative uh they're trying to build with romeo as just a joke character kind of like adam in uh winners at war he was kind of just turned into like a reoccurring joke with the culmination of him uh trying to play the podium as an idol alternatively next episode we get Roxroy being like this romeo kid he's scrawny he he doesn't do good work he's wasting all of our coconut milk <laughs> right <laughs> so feel like we could kind of go in a, in a couple directions here on Ika, but ultimately like that's all we really see about them this time around just like a little check-in and yeah i feel like i feel like they would never show us something like this if like drea just gets voted out next episode you know yeah it would be like if last episode we were on taku and they're like man we should probably just get rid of like mariah next next time we go to tribal and then she goes home this week it's like never that easy. So yeah, like like this episode, they had the big focus on Mariah with her uh, her brother that mm-hmm. passed away, and uh, and then they that that was her one big moment yeah. for the season, and yeah. then she's just gone. <laughs> that one yeah. I definitely kind of saw coming for sure. Yeah, it was a lot like. Uh, jackson last episode i was like okay have you have your piece have your character moment and you're gone yeah which i think is fair it's not i guess especially exciting from like a viewer perspective where you're trying to you know figure out what's going to happen in the boot but i think it's a decent enough way to utilize the cast right it's like you you put this person with an interesting story on your cast like What's the point of just sending them home without ever showing why they were 
put on the cast in the first place. Yeah, true. Um, part of me last episode, I uh, was thinking that because we didn't check in with Mariah much, that she would have, uh, you know, her character moments later on in the season. Uh, and then unfortunately, immediately flipped on <laughs> unfortunately that. they nope. happened the next episode and then Mariah immediately uh, went home. But, you know, what does that mean for the people who haven't had their backstory revealed yet? What does that mean for the people who have had their backstory revealed? Are they due up to go home? Because we've already, you know, gotten our our worth out of them as, you know, as interesting characters or, you know, like, what's the deal here? It's it's a fun balance and we won't really know until the season's over. Uh, speaking of uh, not knowing things and seeing things, uh, we got the immunity challenge of this episode. Uh, it's the infamous, everyone puts on a blindfold and three people stand on a platform and they yell at everybody and everybody can't really hear them very well, but they get through the challenge anyways and everybody bumps their heads oh, and, and their shins and they hurt effects. themselves. I, I, I have to say the 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 uh, di- the directors the people up on the podium they killed it all of them they were so good <laughs> yeah i mean we've definitely seen like worse performances in this challenge for sure uh fun group what we had who was it, it was lindsay on uh on taku and then it was lydia and it was Jiraiya. Jonathan, Jonathan. for Taku. Do- right, right, right. Because right. he, he, right, he was yelling. Yeah. yeah. Very gravelly. So, yeah, Jonathan <laughs> and... Which, honestly, so, yeah. decent strategy because yeah, it's, it's, dis- it's all about tonal difference. Yeah, it's very easy to distinguish. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. It, it's very much like a, a real-time like strategy pikmin style game <laughs> where you're like setting them yeah. out to, to grab something and come back lots of people got like tingled up uh, but ultimately it it got really close at the end of the challenge like everyone yeah, was really right did. next to each other on the puzzle so it, it's a, certainly a good challenge it, it still hurts a little bit every time to see people like bonk their heads really hard on a pole or like you know just full force like kick a box <laughs> but yeah, like hit a shin on a on a low piece of wood or something. Yeah, but guys, they put funny sound effects in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we have a uh, we have Daniel on the sidelines, just like commentating about how helpless everybody is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, you know, that, when you when you mentioned that again, I'm realizing that if I was on Survivor. And I was sitting out of a challenge. I don't think I'd be able to watch. <laughs> yeah, it would be too frustrating. Right, right. Well, I have to say though, this challenge, Lydia was the goat. Yeah, yeah. I, it was she, kind of funny because I was thinking, so like, oh, who are they? Like, who on green team are they gonna like put up there? Like, I don't feel like it would be Mike, but it could be Mike. And then as soon as I saw Lydia, I'm like, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, it's Lydia. <laughs> Lydia continues to be a pretty fun uh, character to watch. I'm not sure if if Lydia is someone who I am like ready to like fully take seriously as like a contender for winning the game, but uh, I feel like she at least is in a better spot than Marianne is of being yeah, kind of like similarish ar- archetypes in a way. Uh, I feel like Lydia has a lot more staying power and like strategic merit. Like I can see Lydia, uh, you know, influencing her alliance to vote for a specific person. I have to say though, Lydia has probably the funniest 
Survivor contestant Twitter. Oh, really? I haven't uh, out of, looked at that Out of, like, anybody. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole, the whole you know, Gen Z of it all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, really an ambassador. How old is Lydia? He's, like, 21, 20? Something like that. I'm not sure for sure. Youngsters. Um, yeah, so Lydia's 22. Okay. Which is... 22 now or 22 at time of 22 filming? 22 at time of filming. So I'm not sure exactly how old she would be now necessarily since it's been a little bit. But, I mean, yeah, 22. I mean, I'm right now I'm, I'm 22. And I feel like I've always been more on, like, kind of the, you know, the gray zone versus, like, oh, yes, I am definitely, like, a Gen Z TikTok teen. Um, but, you know. Excuse me, Mr. Toon. You're not the one born in 1996, literally the year <laughs> that they say it ends. It's a different year. Every It depends on who you're asking. But basically. Uh, it, I am <laughs> technically a millennial. I think I think there's. But also technically Gen Z or culturally Gen Z, I guess. Yeah, I think. But like, the, I'm not I'm not deep TikTok Gen yeah, Z. I think the either. real line yes. is like, how, like, how much are you on TikTok? Have you ever been on TikTok before? <laughs> I feel like. That is where the no. generational line is, right? Are you a TikTok person or not? Lydia is clearly of the TikTok generation. Yeah. Here, here's a here's a quality tweet. I'll read it out. Happy Survivor premiere day. I kind of want to go a little crazy and get Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quality. Quality tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's fun. So, uh, Survivor's social media is hit or miss at times, I would say. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely true. Absolutely. But, you know. Every time I have to tweet from the RNG show account, I cry about what I see. <laughs> you know, the best times, the worst of times, whatever. Uh, right. So, immunity challenge. Uh, worth mentioning, fun moment with, uh, like, Omar, like, holding on the uh, to the snake, trying to, like, dislocate Jeff's shoulder. Uh, as yeah. he pulls away also speaking of shoulders uh i i would be remiss if i uh continue to not mention after last episode i forgot uh no more no more dr joe here on survivor uh however we have dr ray who uh who came in very heroically last episode and got daniel fixed up um i do i do wonder if joe's absence may be covid related mm-hmm. Cause joe's australian or yes. new zealand yeah somewhere uh and you know they've had very strict restrictions throughout but uh but isn't i mean dr Wright certainly had an accent which i i mean if you asked me now i would have said would would be like australian but i i guess i i i guess dr joe is so iconic i just have him in my mind i don't really have dr ray like dr ray has been in i didn't watch the last ponderosa last season so i probably didn't see dr ray oh, checking yeah. everybody's yeah, vitals maybe it was i don't know i don't know if it was dr ray or dr joe maybe i'll uh, i'll go check and have that info ready for uh next episode <laughs> but the whole time uh you know i was watching i was like what like jeff say her name say her name jeff like i need to know her name <laughs> jeff say her name so i can know <laughs> at the very end he like very quickly says i'm like yes we got it uh so dr ray thank you for uh your service so yeah, no mention of the of the shoulder this episode. Yeah, no mention of the shoulder. Daniel is, you know, up, ready to go. So at this point now, you know, shoulder thing ever coming back? Like, ever going to be a story again? Or is, are we done? 
did they just need to fill five minutes last episode right, just make like an interesting uh character moment for daniel that he can you know refer to and be like look my my shoulder or at least to explain to the the people watching like hey i was watching episode one and like why is daniel's shoulder just like hanging limp at his side for the entire challenge and then is fixed well, maybe, after maybe, maybe he <laughs> <laughs> maybe he gets to final three and he's like you know day one i was a I, I was i didn't know what i was doing out here i tripped up screwed my shoulder up but i didn't let that stop me yada 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 yada. yeah exactly yeah yeah also i see yeah like there's that moment if we, you know for building a winner's montage i also definitely see um you know omar's tribe like weaving together the uh the mat for him to put down that is definitely like a you know a winner montage type of moment uh you know jeff asked the question oh what you know what was that experience like for you you know omar uh, you know having people so accepting blah blah blah. interesting always looking for these things so yeah um going back to last week since i uh i i missed the recording of the podcast the i just want to talk about the triangle puzzle for a second okay yeah triangle puzzle um they all look to be you know like deeply pondering it like uh going at it for a while trying to figure it out and uh i took a picture of it on my phone when it popped up and under a minute i figured it out to exactly how many it was yeah (laughs) oh wow i am i'm honestly shocked that you you, like you got the full 51 yeah exactly less than a minute cbs hire this man so i i was like I, I found 50 originally, and then I, I'm looking at it a little more. I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's one more. And then I found Are the 51. Like that, that, that really tiny, like, one in the corner where it and, intersects. And then I, I'm sitting, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting in a, a group call watching this all unfold. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, it's 51. And then, uh, like, five minutes or something of TV passes, and they finally get to the, like, culmination of everybody solving it. Uh-huh. And the answer was 51. They're just like, How'd you do that so fast? I'm like, easy. Wow, that's that's honestly incredible. Like, I'm kind of speechless. That's impressive. See, like, Fred and I, uh, we remembered that, you know, the answer had been discovered last season, right? Somebody, like, you know, traced it out or whatever, and, like, it was all over Reddit, and and we saw it, so we knew the answer. Um, But we didn't think that, like, these people would ever get it uh, just being out there. But, you know, I'm shocked to hear that you were able to kind of solve this puzzle so quickly because for me you know the first time i looked at it i was like you know i was one of the people it's like yeah it's it's a 16 like there's 16 triangles that's it it's like no no no, no, no. like <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not that bad <laughs> yeah I, I know there's triangles within triangles within triangles <laughs> so yeah i don't know yeah so but you're, you're more of a uh, you're more of a savvy I, than a sweater i i don't know if uh if like the whole being on the island like puts some kind of mental uh strain on you that early in the game yeah it but since me just sitting here was just able to solve it immediately i would like to see a little bit harder puzzles i guess because all three of them all got it yeah eventually so i don't know i i for for more flavor, I'd like to see something a little tougher. Yeah, I think I think the, in my personal taste, I think the concept there at least was interesting because it, you know, it, it took the sweat part and it made it much more difficult for the season compared to last season. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of the idea that production's like, okay, like we made this triangle puzzle, we really want to use it because 
if we bring it back again in a future season, everyone's going to know the answer already, right? Because they can just like figure it out at home or check yeah. the internet where somebody else figured it out for them. So kind of like... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember what the savvy... Was the savvy puzzle basically the same last season? Uh, Yeah, that was pretty much, yeah, the exact same. Okay. And the sweat was just yeah. like, you have one less person, but they have to do like the whole bucket. Or well, one. Savvy oh. did have one modification to it. You can now guess twice. Well, that was new the case okay. last season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like the two guesses kind of made a, a little too easy as well because they're like, well, I counted at least fifty. So if we just go one more, we'll get it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's true. But it was but, a cool moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we back got to this episode. Taku we ends tribal. up losing the challenge, and they have to decide whether they're going to get rid of Marianne or they're going to get rid of Mariah. And they decide to get rid of Mariah. I feel like it was kind of a straightforward sort of. Yep. Episode. To be fair, I do think they made it kind of like you know an, an interesting enough toss up where like it could have been Marianne and it would have been totally justified. Uh, you know, just for all the reasons they kind of played out about just like being too much energy or, you know, how useful is a player. And I probably think that Mariah could have been like a more useful number in the long run, but uh, just less, she just didn't connect as well with the group. And ultimately that's yeah. what did her in for more than any other true gameplay reason, I feel is that ultimately like they'll just be able to trust and get along with Marianne better throughout the game. But we got another play of the shot in the dark. Uh, I'm curious if we're going to kind of continue to see the shot in the dark, just like played by whoever feels vulnerable compared <laughs> to last season. already one more than last season. Yeah. Last yeah. season it was just very yeah. like cagey with the use of it. I guess there was a lot more hope. Don't, it was only, <laughs> it was only one, right? Last season. It was like just, I believe uh, so. Oh, what's your name? Sydney, just Sydney. Yeah. And it was a terrible use of it yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> and if she didn't use it, she wouldn't have gone home. So in this case, yeah. But, if, uh, yeah. It, it, it would have been interesting if either Zach or Mariah had the shot in the dark here. Yeah, much better uses this season. I, I feel like they are most valuable this early right. as well. But then it's like, you know, if, if Mariah plays the shot in the dark and she's safe and this group goes back to tribal, like... I feel like it's just instant, like instantly she gets voted out or like, you know, obviously this is going to happen no matter what, but like, let's say Mariah plays the shot in the dark. She's safe. And then the tribe has to vote out Mariah, uh, Marianne. And they're really bummed about it. And they place all that blame on Mariah. Like Mariah, I can't believe you made us vote out Marianne. I hate you, Mariah. You terrible person. I can't believe you did this to us. Right. And then well, Mariah is just like, then, totally then that would be a position. <laughs> yeah. That would be a position where you just try and with all your might to hold on till merge. And then jump ship, you know? Yeah. But no Taku strong. No Taku. Thursday. It's not Thursday, actually. <laughs> uh, so, that is kind of the episode. I mean, it was, it was a fun one, but in the grand scheme of every Survivor episode, I feel like it's, you know, decently, like, you know, like a good, like, 0.51 like you know slightly slightly above average in that it's not like a bad episode it wasn't boring episode we learned a lot about the people but uh you know wasn't too like wild wasn't like well that was one of the best episodes of survivor i've ever seen but it wasn't like this was one of the worst episodes i've ever seen 
It was an absolutely average episode. Good. I feel like we learned a lot about the people, which is uh, the most you can kind of expect out of these early episodes, I suppose. Like, I feel much more confident about what kind of player each person is, or at least who they are as a person. Yeah, I agree. So that's episode two. Um, I don't believe we have any voicemails for this episode. Uh, those can always be sent yeah, in. Don't think so. On rngshow.com. There's a submit voicemail or something button. And you can send us a message and we'll listen to it and talk about it and so on. Then that means we can go straight into the points for this episode. So I know we've been talking only about Survivor as a show, but now we're going to kind of flip into talking about it, uh, you know, as a fantasy experience. If you want to follow along with the, you know, the points and everything, you can do so over at rngshow.com slash 42. Um, and you can follow along with the tabs. So this episode, uh, you know, uh, last episode, we talked about my team, the vertebral column and Fred's team, the refrigerators. I'm proud to announce we have a new uh, team name belonging to TV and it is toast bread toast bread yum you put butter on that butter and jam just jam peanut butter uh nutella peanut butter jam you ever do yeah. you ever do like toast do one one jam one peanut butter put them together make a like a toasted peanut butter jelly sandwich no i do peanut butter and jam on both of the slices oh, like half and a half or like you just mix them all together that's i nice. just mix them interesting i haven't considered that before. because because when you when you get it out uh, straight out of the toaster and it's warm, yeah, you put the you put the peanut butter on it and it kind of melts. Yeah, of course. And then when and then you spread the jam and it kind of like mixes in. Okay, it's pretty good. Okay, what what flavor are we doing? Are we doing strawberry, raspberry, grape. I I do blueberry sometimes. Oh, I, fancy. I do uh, raspberry sometimes. Okay, I'm I'm a pretty big uh, strawberry loyalist, but I I occasionally. Yeah. Uh, divert to raspberry if necessary but blueberry is like the premium like i feel like i'm spoiling myself with blueberries <laughs> uh so back to the survivor Blueberries are common here <laughs> back to survivor uh so last episode uh you know fred because we're, we're gonna start with fred fred had a pretty decent uh breakout uh however this episode uh pretty i i'm not it's kind of hard to grasp a pretty sad performance from the refrigerators um, on the merit of the trade we did last episode where, you know, I, I graciously uh, offered Jenny over, uh, you know, as a, as a sign of, uh, you know, friendship, uh, you know, kept him somewhat afloat, but Fred with only seven points this episode, which is, you know, no matter what episode you are in, that's pretty sad. Uh, I don't I don't know how else to say that, but sad showing from uh, the refrigerator. So next up, doubling that is soaring. Uh, sorry, not having any cool like fancy advantages or anything go on, but uh, just a solid like balance between uh, the Ika tribe getting second place in the immunity challenge and uh, Chanel holding out and getting uh, that first place. So lots of points to go around for soaring. Uh, you know, pretty solid episode, really, uh, I guess, other than, like, Ika getting first place. Uh, pretty much, like, the best you could expect without any advantages happening this episode. 
then we have the toast bread who is uh kind of in the the op- the more optimized form of uh of soaring i suppose where uh you got daniel and lydia getting those those three points from the immunity Drea with the two points but only one more point so you're at 15 pb with a toast bread and then somehow i managed to uh, get myself up to 22 points uh, more than three times fred's score uh with uh, i got high and mike getting first place i got swathy getting second place in the immunity challenge mike finds his idol uh and there there's a there's a couple different like fancy rules and you know multipliers and additions you know whatever what uh we have for advantage finds but because mike found an advantage that was an idol and he found it by searching as opposed to in episode one um you had high Lindsay and drea get their idols kind of like offered to them or like you know given to them by production like they were just kind of put in that situation to get it compared to mike where he had to go find it in the wild (laughs) i also get a chance die for that additionally uh two points from mariah for the shot in the dark plus i believe i get a chance die for her going home so i'm kind of accumulating a lot of these chance die i'm up to four uh fred has two soaring and tb each have one so those are the points uh totals so far we have soaring at the bottom i'm sorry soaring uh what did I you mean, get your chance die for last episode by the way? last episode i got the chance die for uh let's see i got one for oh let's see the results tab says i uh, says i have four episode tab says i should get one i will consult with flying and that will be uh, i guess clear after the episode so i don't spend too much time looking through the rules but if you check the spreadsheet now and you're listening uh, and you go to the results tab if you look at chance die i'm either gonna have three or four but we'll we'll have that uh figured out for next episode i know i got one chance die because jenny didn't take the risk i, th- I think oh okay and then i got chance die for mike and a chance die for mariah is how that uh that went down okay so right now uh soaring i'm sorry to say uh you're currently in the fourth place of overall points uh but not for long you are only two points away from fred who is at 33 points uh and then imagine a little gap where uh tb is sitting with 43 points especially you know still just very well carried by like drea getting a whole bunch of points in the first episode and having solid tried makeup this time around and then me somehow uh also two points up at 45 points uh strong first episode mike really kind of carried me through the second episode as well as i had two people from from vati win if i still had jenny i would uh be doing even better but i would also be down a chance dice which might come in handy when we get to the redraft in like three episodes so maybe it plays out in my benefit who knows uh but if i stay in first place then it's going to be kind of sad what i'm uh the fourth person uh picking in the draft again but i won't uh, i won't lay all my cards out yet but it's interesting there there's kind of two sets of us each being two points away from each other and that's kind of displayed very nicely on the the graph we have here 
those are the points. Uh, we'll continue to see how they uh, develop over time. Right now, you know, I I'm losing a person, so it's probably pretty likely that uh, TB passes over me. Uh, I don't know what the consensus is on whether Tori actually gets the idol for uh, Ika or not. Uh, or if it was just like some fancy editing with the trailer. So we have Soaring potentially like has some like latent like imaginary points still or something. Uh, and there's of course. Imaginary points are almost as good as real points. <laughs> of course there is also the Taku idol which you know I don't have any people from Taku. So like that can be anybody finding that one. Probably like I don't know who, who finds the Taku idol. Jonathan? Jonathan's out like poking between branches you think omar omar savvy enough to go looking for survivor idols yeah either way not me <laughs> so i feel like i won't be staying in uh, first place here for long but who knows who knows so uh after we go over points we have the opportunity to uh, think about trades trades this season especially kind of volatile because we have waivers uh, of course last episode jackson's gone so there's only kind of one seat at the waivers table but anybody kind of has the opportunity to swap a player uh with waivers which is currently Roxroy right now uh Roxroy certainly not the most uh desirable contestant and kind of in a uh you know tough spot over on Ika, but if you're willing to you know make a big read and you know drop someone who might be going home compared to Roxroy who at least is kind of in a, like a 50 50 with Drea right now uh, there's an opportunity there but uh, soaring because you currently have the least amount of points if you would like to make a trade offer with anybody or just kind of send a trade straight through with uh, waivers now is your time to do so uh, I think I want to stick to my guns for now. A uh, little nervous about Romeo. He's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> being a bit sketch, but right now I'm hoping that just means he's going <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> goad his way yeah. further. <laughs> yeah, I feel like your team is in a pretty stable position. Uh, I do agree that Romeo maybe is not going to like win the game necessarily, but when you're pitting... Roxroy and Romeo together, it feels like Romeo's probably the safer option there. Yeah. Tori had a pretty good recovery, I feel like, after last episode and felt it, it, in mean, a much more middle first, position because, like, she can go with Dre if she wants, she can go with Swathy if she wants. First episode targets are always just kind of, uh, oh crap, yeah. we gotta vote somebody out. <laughs> and I feel like Swathy is probably more willing to work with Tori on the long term compared to somebody like Roxroy, who is going to be more of a liability or Drea, who's going to be more of a threat, but yeah. Interesting thinking. So, okay. They're sawing. Uh, Fred's not here. So his participation is forfeit. <laughs> uh, TB that brings us to you. I am also going to pass. I think. Okay. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this earlier on. Uh, in I this think episode. Drea just has more potential overall. Mm-hmm. Um, still very volatile, but I feel it's the safer option currently. Yeah, and like you know, that's the best we can think of. And if we watch next week's episode and like Drea is blindsided, then you know they're like unfortunate. But I, it's like I can't ever fault you for like not making that switch. You know? Yeah. 
So is Drea. Wasn't Drea like one of your uh yeah, Drea was like your first pick. I mean I already got rid of my first pick, so yeah, you know, what are those worth? But <laughs> uh interesting to see if uh Drea will last us to the redraft. I wanna ask you guys like who who you would consider locking in at this point, but I feel like maybe part of that is uh, you know, some strategy about keeping uh info away from the other people. Personally, I don't know if I'm gonna hold on to any of these people. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if Mike like has a fully powered up idol by the time we get to the redraft or not. I feel like that'll be uh, kind of important to consider. True. So I think that kind of brings us here to the end. Uh, do you guys have any like you know last thoughts, proclamations, things you want to say? No, I think um, that's pretty much all I had to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what idle drama goes down next episode yeah triangle puzzles are easy <laughs> maybe we'll go back to uh prisoner dilemma island again again, again. <laughs> possibly who knows again 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 all right well uh that wraps it up for us here this week fun episodes on both counts uh if you want to go check out any of our other episodes we go all the way back to ghost island uh, you know what a wonderful season to start on uh, those are all at rngshow.com. It takes you to our anchor page. You can also send us voicemails there if you're interested. Uh, thanks to Zoe for editing this episode. As always, uh, you know, always doing a great job with the editing, of course. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. And if you want to look at a spreadsheet that we kind of refer to throughout the episode and look at our progress and the graph and, you know, the, the trades that have happened in the past and the points that have happened since the trade, uh, you know, we'll get those plugged in, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of interesting numbers. Those are all over at rngshow.com slash 42. And if you want to go like compare the current spreadsheet to spreadsheets of the past, you can just switch out that 42 for anything uh, starting at 36. Or, of course, you can just click the link in the show notes. And I'll be back here next week. Uh, I know for sure Fred won't be here, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see who manages to uh, to show up to talk more about Survivor Season 42. See y'all then. Peace. Bye-bye.